0: The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on texasfootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Bunker in an undisclosed location, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet my name is greg tupper i am the managing editor of dave campbell's texas football magazine texasfootball.com a corresponding website thank you for spending part of your day with us i can do that now i have the camera here you <laughs> for spending part of your day with us whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on facebook or listening to us in the podcast which you can subscribe to in the podcast vendor of your choice i'm trying to get out of the way the logo see if i can do that either way thank you for doing your part support your local yes. mediocre internet shows right in the round right of my head i was like like look at this <laughs> Awesome.
1: Well, I look like I have uh, brain power coming out of my head because I cover the football.
0: Everybody, text pickle 6665 five three two six 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 five. I'm sitting here, sitting over there in the palatial Dave Campbell's Texas Football Studios in beautiful Louisville, Texas. She is the Duchess of the Dorks, made even more so with her glasses. She's Ashley Pickle.
1: It's like the uh, the Simpsons nerd. <laughs>
0: nerd. Um, I. I like your glasses. I like glasses. Thanks.
1: I like I I, like, I, 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 like I you know glasses. It's a little difficult with the headset, I'm not going to lie, like they kind of squeezes yeah. my face a little bit, but other than that I typically well, you, like wearing glasses.
0: You, you know I used to be glasses guy
1: mm-hmm. because I can't now do you're guy
0: Because because I'm a wimp. Now I'm laser eyes guy. So I'm like pew pew pew. Um so if you've ever seen the documentary series X-Men, I'm like Cyclops. Um anyway, today is Tuesday, November 17th, 2020. 9 days until Thanksgiving. Single freaking digits. I mean, and and see the thing is, you can appreciate this because you this is your first full year, your first go around on the on the carousel full first carousel full no no. no. Cuz you produced the, the the Thanksgiving show last year. You were you in place for Thanksgiving last year. Yes. And so you know that, like, you know the feeling that it is whenever I come on and I'm like 361 days, days until Thanksgiving or something like that. That now that we're at nine, oh, it's special.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It um, is It is kind of weird that we've come full circle already that far. But, yeah, no, yeah. there's definitely, like, a level of satisfaction
0: Mm-hmm. episode 1069 1069 this is the carlos nice. tochi episode uh do we have first four through the door
1: we sure do it was jennifer pinnell alan shepard rob hadaway and meese welcome in also craig or er, everyone's asking why twos ways is not in the title of the show mm-hmm.
0: yes because i'll tell you so two's ways normally we have craig on tuesday um it's very hard to do this do that remotely just with the technology um of, of hooking up a phone call and making that work and stuff like that so here's what i'm gonna try to do okay i'm gonna try to get an interview with craig that we're gonna run on thursday's show i need to pre-record it that's why basically so he's gonna i'm gonna try to make him our guest on thursday so it'll be thursdays uh, yes, you're which is much it. better well, no, I, I'll never say your terrible title for the Tuesday show. But Thursdays, which is an entirely uh, original Greg Tepper joint, that I really like. So um, I'll try to get him for Thursday, and we'll try to record something so that we can – because I know you guys – we didn't have Craig last week for one reason. Or, oh, because we had fractology and stuff. Um, and so, yeah. So we, we will try to get Craig on for Thursday. So we're going to bump him there. But today we're going to be announcing the uh, Teams of the Week – And the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week nominees. Then we're going to hear from a couple of coaches that Matt Stepp caught up with, including Lubbock Estacado coach Joe Cluley. We'll talk to him about his awesome haircut. And we will also hear from uh, Tyler Chapel Hill coach Jeff Reardon, who got photo bombed, uh, video bombed, I suppose, uh, by another coach. You will not want to miss that coming up here in just a moment. But first, Ashley... Dave Campbell's Texas Football is proud to honor one team in each classification with the Team of the Week Award. The teams selected throughout the course of this program have exemplified the best in Texas high school football. Your Week 12, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Teams of the Week. In 6A, Duncanville, the Panthers' defense stifled high-powered Cedar Hill, and quarterback Grayson James and company did just enough to take down Longhorns 28-14, earning their fourth consecutive outright district championship. In 5A, Manville. In a matchup of high-octane state-ranked Houston area powers, the Mavericks ran for an astonishing 498 yards and seven touchdowns to cruise past previously unbeaten Richmond Foster 66-28. In 4A, Nevada Community. In the most stunning upset of the first round of the Texas High School football playoffs, Paul Testa's one-yard go-ahead touchdown run with 2.08 remaining, he capped a 15-play, a 91-play drive 91-play drive. 91-yard drive, not 91 plays. That would be impressive. It's a 15-play, 91-yard drive, uh, and the defense stood tall as the Braves shocked state-ranked uh, Glen Rose, 28-25. In 3A, Columbus, the Cardinals' defense shut down an explosive Rockdale attack, and the offense rode a, uh, a balanced attack uh, to a dominant 42-15 by-district win over Rockdale. In 2A Deweyville, the Pirates avenged a regular season loss to Cushing by blowing past the Bearcats 44-8 to in by district play, earning the first playoff victory in the program's 60-year history. In 1A Oglesby, a week after snapping a long district title drought, the Tigers did one better in the bi-district round, taking down Oakwood 62-52 for their first playoff victory since 1984. And in the private school ranks, Katie St. John, the 23rd. In an emotional regular season finale, the Lions exploded for 15 fourth quarter points to take down San Antonio Christian 21 14 and earn their first victory of the season. So those are your week 12 Dave Campbell's Texas Football Teams of the Week. Congratulations to all the teams. We salute you. For more information, visit texasfootball.com.
1: What if I was Ashley Pickle, the 23rd? That
0: would be crazy. Um, do well. So that's a weird thing I was thinking about, because it, as you probably know, as I, I think I've mentioned, uh, Hanks going to be a cousin here pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, my my brother and his wife are are expecting, and uh, as I mentioned, it's going to be the first girl that we've had in our family in a long time. Like not by marriage, obviously, mm-hmm. um, but um, so one thing I was thinking about is that like we don't know what the name is going to be. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking I was I was like, ah, oh, you know, like I, I made the joke that it was like they call him Greg Jr. And but but one thing I, th- I think about. So correct me if I'm wrong, but men can be junior and like the third and the fourth, et cetera. But women can't like women don't. Hmm. I never once like about I never that. I've okay. never heard like if your if your mom's name was Ashley. Mm hmm. I don't think you'd be Ashley jr asked you. I think you would be um just Ashley,
1: yeah, and I wonder there's a I
0: great mean, I there's guess... a great Simpsons line. sorry, let me interrupt you for one second for a very important <laughs> Simpsons reference. um there's a Great Simpsons line where Bart and Homer are starting to to bond, and Homer says, Do you want to change your name to Homer Jr? The kids can call you Hoju. you I'm sorry, go on <laughs>
1: um, no, I guess that. I've never th- thought about that before. That's one. But then, two, I guess, is it just because technically my mom would not, like, she would not have been Trisha Pickle forever. So I couldn't be, or like, she mm. wouldn't have been Ashley Pickle forever. So I can't really be Ashley Pickle, Jr. Ashley because Pickle of, Jr. Because of the, because main,
0: her maiden name. name is, is, is McGillicuddy. And yeah. so, like, yeah. It's so like, uh, that's interesting. Well, I I, 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 I guarantee it. you it just I guarantee you it just goes back to the whole, uh, the very patriarchal system of naming and stuff like uh-huh. that. Like that's like like that you're that that if you were to get married, like when like when I like when I married my wife, she was Mrs and then my name, like Mrs Greg Tepper or whatever. Right. And it's like that yeah. doesn't make any sense. uh
1: uh-uh. You know what I mean? And that's and how it's
0: how like she guess. had to jump and she,
1: still say like uh, like introducing mr and mrs greg tepper like they yeah yeah and
0: that was one thing i will say this because we got to fight the patriarchy uh when i married uh when i was the officiant for my uh my brother's wedding for him and his uh his his lovely wife amanda i made sure to mention i said ladies and gentlemen mr and mrs matt and amanda tepper
1: tepper yeah
0: because of the very like she's her own person yeah you know like yeah but like i guess just it because means... i married my wife does not make my wife my property
1: yes thank you i agree with that 100 percent. probably not a surprise there but yeah i'm wondering if just technically because your name switches is why a girl can't be or isn't yeah. typically a a junior yeah anyway that's interesting
0: uh, something I just thought about. Yeah. Anyway, but but that that's neither here nor there because Katie Saint John the twenty third is named after a pope, so all of that is for nothing. <laughs> all right, Dairy Max and Dave Campbell's Texas Football are a proud team up this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work that assistant coaches put in on behalf of their teams. Each week, the Texas football staff will nominate four deserving assistant coaches across state for the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week, and let fans decide on the winner via a Twitter poll. It all leads up to the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year. Side of season's end, your week twelve. Dave Campbell's Texas Football Dairy Max, built by Chocolate Milk, Assistant Coach of the Week nominees. Shadow Creek defensive coordinator Ray Garza, and a state ranked six A showdown, the Sharks defense took a bite out of perennial power Paraland, holding the Oilers to their lowest output of the season in a resounding twenty to six win. Carrollton Creekview offensive coordinator Rob Pascal. In the Mustangs rang up 347 yards on the ground led by 174 yards and three touchdowns from uh, David Thompson in a wild come from behind victory over Fort Worth Wyatt 64 to 36. Kilgore defensive coordinator Chad Loper rather the Bulldogs defense looked ready for the playoffs, holding high-power Splendor in just 149 yards total offense in a 42-0 five-district victory over the Wildcats, scoring just the second playoff shutout for the Bulldogs since 2004. And finally, McKamey offense coordinator Santos Saucedo. Fueled by a big game from quarterback Ivan Rubio in a balanced attack, the Badgers romped to a 60-20 by district win over ropes, cracking the 60-point mark for the third time this season. So those are your Week 12 Dairy Max, built by Choco Milks and coaches of the week nominees. You can vote now on Twitter at DCTF. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking about football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Um, if you want us to be able to do two things at once, like do like be remote, and then also have a phone call. Then become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football insider. Texasfootball.com/slash subscribe, so that we can get a new system. That'll allow For the there, like
1: most stuff. coveted twos ways.
0: Uh, all right, uh, Earl. This week, Matt Step was a madman. He went all over the states to games. He was in Lubbock, and then he was in Houston. We're going to hear from both from coaches in both areas. First, we're going to go to Lubbock. We're going to hear from the head coach of the Lubbock Estacado Matadors, uh, Coach Josh Cluley, got a big win uh, this week in Pi district play. Here is Matt Stepp's interview with Joe Cluley of Lubbock Estacado and his haircut here on Texas Football. Center.
2: Matt Stepp, Dave Campbell's Texas Football here at Lowry Field in Lubbock, Texas. Here at the head coach of the bi district champion Lubbock Estacado Matadors, Coach Joe Cluely, after a 48-6 win over Pecos. Coach, uh, congrats on the win, first of all.
3: Was huge you know it was uh, uh probably our most complete game that we've played and uh you know you you go through a season and you prayer and you want to be district champs and we accomplish that and then it becomes okay you got to go 1-0 and every week you got and we talk a lot about being one percent better and that's something that we preach to our kids and that you don't have to go win a state championship tonight let's get one percent better every day in practice and let's get one percent better in the game and we feel like if we if we do that then we got a puncher's chance of winning any game
2: let's see runs a, a unique offense an offense you don't see every, every day um, defensively, what were the, the coaching points this week for your kids to, to slow down an offense that really puts up a lot of yards and really hangs on to the football and controls the clock? I know you were worried about that uh, when we talked during the week.
3: Yeah, you know, the, the offense is one I've actually coached in back at Lago Vista, and it's an offense that they do want to have ball control, but they've put a ton of points up on some on some good football teams, and so our whole deal was, we talked to our defensive line, and our linebackers and said, if our front seven controls the game, then we're going to win this football game, because we figured we thought we could score, we didn't want to get in a scoring match where they're taking seven or eight minutes off the clock, and then we're going out and scoring, and they're doing the same thing. Um, we saw them kind of do that to Gatesville a week ago, and so uh, uh, it was a big thing. I told the guys, that the, if you have your hand in the dirt on defense, you can win or Lose this game for us because we know what they're going to run. They know that we know what they're going to run. They know what they're going to run. And if you can stop it, then we got a great chance of winning this football game. I, I talk to our kids about it. it's kind of like a, a pitcher that throws a great fastball. That's all he's got. Well, if he throws that fastball and you can't hit it, you, it's over. But if you can, then you got a chance to win the football game. It felt like our, our defense responded really well to what they did.
2: Obviously, TJ had a huge half. Um, he, he's a special player. Um, you know, he's committed to North Texas. Uh, you know, when, when when he gets to the college level, what 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 makes him such a special player for you guys?
3: Well, TJ, first off, he's an unbelievable football player. He's a better kid. And that's, that's you know, he's one of our captains. He comes to, to my house every week and hangs out with my family uh, and my little girls and plays with them. And you get to see the TJ that's not on the field. Now, the TJ still on the field is a different animal. And uh, I think, you know, in, in talking to Coach Maynard, who, who's recruiting from North Texas and who, you know, me and him have a great relationship and uh, has a great relationship with TJ, um, I think what you, what, what tonight, what you saw, the explosive plays, breaking tackles, making guys miss, he's such a hard kid to tackle in space because he's so strong and he's very naturally strong he puts a lot he's a kid that as a freshman we had to kick out of the weight room we had to kick out of summer workouts like hey dude we want to go home and that's a testament to that kid he wanted to make a mark at estacado and he's done that and he's gonna go make a mark at unt i've got zero doubt
2: been a, been a unique year and there's been a lot of challenges, especially you know, for you and your program. You've had different kids in and out uh, due to protocols here and there. You, know, you've, you haven't had your full, full complement of kids in a lot of weeks. Talk about how your kids have gotten better each and every week and how they've responded to the, to the challenges and all the adversity they've faced this year.
3: Well, I, I I said over there, you know there I've coached teams with more wins. I've coached teams with more talent, but there are there are no teams I've coached that I enjoyed being around more than these group of kids. And, you know, uh, two the two of the, the last two games before this one, we had nine and 11 starters out uh, or varsity guys, I should say, and our kids just. It was next man up. It was compete. And we talked a whole lot about that. In fact, we had a captain step in the middle at one point and say, it's next man up, guys. And you may not know who the guy next to you is because he's been playing on JV for eight weeks. But that, that's that's our guy now. And we got to get him right. And these kids have just so bought into the to the unity, to the team portion of it. And it makes them a really, really fun group to coach because they come to practice every day and they just get better and better and better. And I think you're, you're seeing those improvements as the year goes on.
2: Final question for you coach you know we always have a fun question for you and uh, and you, you made your team a promise if uh, you win district championship you, you'd get you get a, a haircut and, and you've gotten a, a haircut and and it's I've heard it's a big hit around town and, I, and I've heard even mrs. Cooley as uh, a fan of it can you tell us uh, the story behind the haircut and uh, is it something you're, you're gonna go with uh, going forward because I know even the DCTF staff we saw it on Twitter and we thought it was pretty nice we, th- we thought it was a pretty good looking cut.
3: So, uh, made the, the comment to our captains at a captain's dinner that I would get my haircut um, however they wanted me to. And in fact, here, y'all can all, we can all see the, the gloriousness of the haircut. It's good, Coach, yeah, looks exactly. looking good. And so- Lee Courtney held me to it. She brought it up at the last before the district championship. Don't forget, you get pick his haircut. And uh, it, we actually had a kid come up that graduated from Estacado, whose brother plays on the team, cut my hair. And, uh, you know, when mama's happy, everybody's happy. So if she wants it to stick around, it's probably going to have to. Coach,
2: coach, congratulations on the win. Uh, good luck the rest of the way in the playoffs, and we appreciate you student-athletes here in the state of Texas and in Lubbock ISD.
3: Thanks, Matt. Appreciate what you guys do at Texas football, man. You guys do an awesome job.
0: There is Joe Cluley, the head coach of the Lubbock Estacado Matadors, big winners over Pecos in the bi-district ground. And I think that he's kind of bearing the lead a little bit about the haircut. Uh, yeah. Obviously, it's a nice haircut. Uh, but from what I understand, that is his first professional haircut in, like, Did years? Like, I thought he said, like, 18 years or something? So from like – I that? think he's the kind of guy and, – and and there are definitely these guys. And I think there's probably other coaches like this who are like, why would I spend money on a haircut when like my wife will trim me up or whatever or I can just – I can buzz it. You know, a lot of – I mean you get a lot of shaved head coaches and stuff like that. But from what I understand, it had been like – multiple, multiple years. I don't want to speak mm-hmm. too far, but I think you might be right. I think you might have said it was like more than a decade, a
1: decade since he had yeah. had
0: his hair like cut by a professional. I'm sure his wife does a lovely job, but like it, 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 it was, it was shocking. And so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a good cut. It's a good yeah. cut. Um, awesome. Anyway, we appreciate coach Joe clearly uh, catching up with us. They have another uh, big game this week uh, as they move on to the uh, area rounds, to take on Iowa park. p.m. Friday night at Anthony Field in Abilene. Let's keep this interview train rolling. Matt Stepp then went from Lubbock. Let's see if I can point the right way. No, he went from Lubbock
1: Mm
0: -hmm. all the way down to Houston uh, to catch up with the New Caney specifically uh, to catch a banging by-district game on Saturday night as the Livingston Lions took on the Tyler Chapel Hill Bulldogs. Chapel Hill pulls out a a, a a very fun win. Afterwards, he caught up with the head coach of Chapel Hill, Coach Jeff Reardon, with a special guest. Here is Matt Stepp's interview with Jeff Reardon of Tyler Chapel Hill on Texas Football Today.
2: Matt Stepp Dave Campbell's Texas football here at Randall Reed Stadium here in Porter, Texas, here with the head coach of the Chapel Hill Bulldogs. Eric, by district champion, Chapel Hill Bulldogs, Jeff Rudin, after a uh, fun 49-37 win over Livingston coach first off, congratulations.
4: Step thank you, thank you, man. We just uh it was a tough game. Uh, our kids just kept playing hard, you know. We got down at, we got down a little bit there right before half. You know, I came into at the halftime to just say, hey. hey you're the better team. You're just not making the plays right now. We just got to start making plays. We start making plays, we'll be okay. You know, we- our defense was playing lights out early. We put them in some bad situations with a punt snap. Uh, you know, I, I thought we came back, responded well to second half, just had some kids make plays. The, place that, the play that Deuce McGregor made that should have been a pick and he took the ball away from the guy went house, that was a spark uh, that got everything going. And then we was flying around, uh, hats on the ball, defense flying around, offense making plays. Uh, Cam Ford had a great night. Uh, Kevin Brooks stepped up man. I'm just proud of our coaches our kids and our community man we needed this Uh, haven't been the playoffs in five years I don't know when it's been since we won a playoff game probably in those 2010-11 championship years but uh, you know got a young team I'm happy for these seniors Uh, just 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 a fun night man
2: I was up in the press box talking to uh, Brandon from the Tyler paper and I felt, I was like, this is kind of a playoff football game. It's just two kind of teams throwing haymakers at each other. When you're playing another good team, they're going to hit you in the mouth a little bit and they're going to make plays because that, that's a good football team over there as well. Uh, what do you tell your kids, uh, how, how, do, how do you feel like they responded to adversity in, in a win or go, go home situation? You
4: know, we were kind of in that situation last week with Henderson. It was win or go home. Uh, so our kid's kind of been there before. Uh, last week, and, and I told them, you know, before the game, you know, we're, that's a district champ. You know, when you're you're fighting a gorilla, you hit them in the mouth, and you keep swinging. Uh, and we had to, we threw that first punch early and scored, uh, and just kept responding, kept responding, kept responding. Uh, I was just happy for our kids, man. They they definitely responded to adversity the right way.
2: I thought in the second half your defense really made some big plays because uh, they scored 21 on you in the first half. And kind of, I felt like, especially in second quarter, they got a little rhythm offensively. And I thought in the second half you guys really uh, kind of stymied their offensive rhythm and made some big plays. Was there any adjustments you guys made at halftime on defense or was it more just a matter of we just need to play better and execute our game plan a little bit
4: better? Great defensive staff. Uh, coach Jackson, you know, ex-head coach at Willis, made some great adjustments at halftime, but I think our kids just kept playing hard. Uh, you know, it was great effort. I tell them every pregame, you got to play with relentless effort. You know, it's got to be controlled chaos, but play like your hair is on fire. Uh, and I think our kids played like their hair was on fire tonight at times.
2: Now, uh, I, 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 uh, one of your buddies, uh, uh, Marcus Schultz, uh, says he's your good luck charm on the sideline, uh, the Splendora head coach. I know you guys go, go way back. Um, wh- what would you say Coach Schultz's presence on the sideline, what, what kind of difference did that make for you guys tonight?
4: Yo, way back, this is one of my best friends. Uh, he's more more of a brother. Uh, you know, I was at his game last night. I've been to every one of your playoff games so far. I've been on the sideline. Uh, uh, you know, and just the support uh, in Texas High School coaches for fraternity, but also just my my uh, like my little brother. And then my, you know, he hired my little brother as his OC, so he's trying to steal all of my information. But I can't. I had not teach him everything yet. I ain't.
2: Is, is he really a good luck charm for you, or or, or, or do, do you feel like uh, you know he might need to be back next week?
4: Yeah, he gonna come back next week. I'll be yeah. back next week. I'm uh, definitely a good luck John, because he uh, he put it on me by 30 plus whenever we played each other. So <laughs> yeah, no doubt.
2: Post game meal gonna look like? How do, you, how do you celebrate a big win? What's what's, what's the coach Reardon and post game meal of choice gonna be?
4: Being catered in, you're welcome to come eat with us. Step.
2: Cookies and milk in the press box, and the chicken fried chicken from uh, Texas Roadhouse. So I'm, I, I don't know if my waistline I can handle much more. But uh, you, you're gonna go? What's what's brisket sausage or a little? Or you got gets a little bit of everything.
4: We got chicken, we got sausage, we got beans, we got the whole ordeal. It's playoff playoff time, so I'm going to feed these boys good. They deserve it. This week, uh,
2: you guys are uh, going to play Stafford. Stafford won tonight. Uh, they won big. Uh, I know you haven't had a chance to scout them or anything, but when you start to advance later in the playoffs, what does the message change as the opponents get tougher and tougher in, in the later rounds, or is it more a matter of you guys, you know, obviously you're in a game plan for Stafford, but do you more worry about yourselves and just taking care of your business?
4: You know, I think the kids know it. I told them, you know, it's every week's going to get harder. Each step's going to get harder. Uh, the good thing about us, we're extremely young team. So every week of practice, every extra rep, we're only going to get better every week, uh, offensively and defensively. And I've seen it, you know, throughout the throughout the year. We just keep getting better, keep getting better. You know, I, I've been on those state championship runs, those long runs. you got to have a little bit of luck. you got to stay healthy, and you got to peak at the right time. And I'm hoping we're peaking at the right time.
2: Any words for uh, one Greg Tepper who picked against you guys
0: tonight?
4: Keep picking against me, Tepper. I love you, though.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Jeff Reardon, I'm the head coach. <laughs> Chapel Hill. Um, I did pick against them. I liked what Livingston was doing. And Livingston gave him a run. But um, So this week they get Stafford. Um, I don't know who I picked. Let me see. Let me look at the computer. What does the computer have? Um, let's see. Hold on. You're listening to live coverage of me, seeing who the computer picks. Uh, computer is picking Stafford. I don't know. I don't know. I'm. I'm gonna have to think about that one. I'm think He's about that to one. But it I'm thinking him. about. Yeah, and and who am I to uh, to to go against the wishes of Jonah's Give dad? What they want. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, there's Jeffrey in the head coach at uh, Tyler Chapel. He'll appreciate him and catching up with Steph after the game. And now we go over to Ashley Pickle. It's a bespectacled a, a Ashley Pickle for america's second favorite segment final thoughts um everybody loves the glasses right first and foremost
1: yeah i guess um do you want to talk about the comments or do you want to call it a day (laughs)
0: Uh uh-oh are the comments bad
1: no uh step kind of jumped on and commented back uh couple of different people saying that we're not necessarily talking about a couple of different teams and really it's exactly what step said like it's basically a credit to them because they're out there just absolutely annihilating people like Innis and north shore. who so,
0: who in particular give me give me give me give me an example
1: um Innes and north shore were the big ones and it's like we can. okay what are well we I, supposed I'll, to say? I'll
0: i'll feel those <laughs> i'll feel those one at a time okay i'll feel those one at a time. For Ennis, first of all, they're the number one team in the state. Uh, I think, we, I think we, we talk about them every week when we unveil our rankings because uh, they're still number one. Uh, the other thing about Ennis, they, in my opinion, in my Texas high school football nerd opinion, have not played an interesting game since their opener. Uh, when they played Red Oak, that was a game that I was certainly paying attention to. Every other game they've played, uh, I've, I thought they were just a big favorite. Plain and simple. I mean, I thought they were a big favorite over Walkahatchee. I thought they were a big favorite over Summit. Big favorite over Roy City. Big favorite over Crandall. Big favorite over Over Forney. And by the way, they won all those games by 30 plus. Like so. There's that. For North Shore, I mean, it's kind of a similar thing, right? Like they're the uh, they're the number one team in the state. Um, they're undefeated. I think at this point, like, but but and part of the thing is we talked about North Shore when they played Manville, right? We talked about them when they played Shadow Creek. We talked about them when they played Manfold. We probably even talked about them when they played Westbrook a little bit. But now they're in the heart of district season. And the bottom line of it is North Shore is just a lot better than everyone in their district, maybe with the exception of these next two games, right? They, they, like The middle part of their district season is Humble, Kingwood, and Summer Creek. And, and like, okay, I've got the computer rankings pulled up. They were favored in those games by 45, 60, and 40. Mm -hmm. okay like those are like i i I don't mean this in a derogatory way those are not interesting games they're they're just not like if if you like if i want to talk about games that i think are going to be relatively competitive Mm uh you know north shore going out there and beating summer creek 58 to nothing and god bless summer creek i think they're i think they're a program that that's that's reloading right now they're really young that's just not interesting like especially compared to you look across the state because we have to cover the entire state, right? So whenever you've got a game it, it, where North Shore is going to beat a team by 40, and I can talk about that game, or I can talk about uh, Wheeler and Wellington, where those are two teams that are state-ranked in the 2A ranks, like that's that's not really a tough choice for me, in my opinion. So look, I, we want to talk about every team. We want to. Uh, but, but first and foremost, like the quality of the games informs our decision. I will tell you this: we're probably going to talk about both of these teams this week because I think mm-hmm. that both n s n and, and North Shore finally have a challenge I think i think c e King showed last week when they took a ta move wire and arguably shouldn't beat the Tata that they're in the mix, and that's a team that I think could challenge North Shore and a team that if if they play to their paper could make for a really interesting game, you know, who knows, who knows North shore is a really good team. So they may just blow them out. Same thing with Ennis. Ennis is playing North 40, North 40 is a really good team. I think they're really well coached. I think they got a number of bit, uh, interesting playmakers. I think this is at the very least, the most interesting game they've played since their opener. Um, so, yeah, a lot of it – I mean, I hate to be like this, and this sounds like a cop-out, but, like, the, 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 the schedule dictates where we go. You know what I mean? Like, people will say we haven't talked about Alito in a while, right? Well, Alito has been either not playing games because they've been canceled or they've been beaten up on teams. Now, this week, they play Timberview, and Timberview, I think, is going to provide them an interesting challenge, right? So when the schedule gets there, we'll talk about these teams. Keep awesome. winning, and we will we'll get to the interesting part of the schedule, I promise.
1: I was going to say, that's the other thing, too, about, like, specifically those three teams that we just talked about. I don't think it's a shock to anybody in saying, we're probably going to be talking about them late into January at this year. So it's that's like, we just haven't, we haven't got to that point yet. One, playoffs for 1A and through 4A is throwing in a a little <laughs> bit, even more of a wrench in that. But you've got to remember, we're going to be talking about those teams for six, seven, eight, nine mm-hmm. more weeks at this point, so like we're getting there. We're just not yeah. there yet.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's a, that's another thing that I definitely weigh into it is like whenever we're selecting games to spotlight for the picks video or selecting games to talk about here on the show and things like that. Um, is if you have if you have two interesting games, right? but you are fairly certain that this game is going to involve a team that's going to be playing deep into the playoffs. And you're fairly sure that this game doesn't. I'm going to talk about this game because it's an opportunity to talk about a team that we're otherwise not going to talk about. Because here's the thing, like the, the bottom line of it is that like from, from a, from a fundamental perspective, like if we wanted to talk about North shore every single week, like we could, it wouldn't necessarily be interesting games and furthermore, you get tired of us talking about them. And then we'd hear about all you do is talk about is North Shore, right? We got to spread the love here, baby. Like, they're, like it was important to me. I'll give you a perfect example. It was important to me last week to spotlight Texas High and Longview Pine Tree. Mm-hmm. okay? Because first of all, I think that those are two teams that we don't give enough love to because part of it is that how far flung they are in, in, the, in, in just geographically. Furthermore, Pine Tree's had a great year, a bit of an unexpected year. I think they deserve a little bit of a a spotlight as well. Um, And yeah, I mean, the bottom, frankly, there's a fair chance that like, we don't necessarily talk about Pine Tree for a while, you know? And so it was important to me for us to spotlight that game. There's a lot of things that go into which games that we talk about. And it's not just like, you know, obviously we want to do the games that we think are most interesting, like to us, but it's also an opportunity for us because we do have this big platform that like that we can share interesting games that maybe you haven't thought of uh, you haven't you maybe you didn't know that Corpus Christi Miller is having a great year. Like maybe you didn't know that uh, this has been a, a really fantastic year for McKinney. Right. It's kind of my responsibility, not just to tell you what you want to hear, but also to tell you what I think you should hear. And and that's something I take pretty seriously. Like, if you're going to be a Texas high school football fan uh, writ large, and I think if you're watching this show, you probably want to be. Like, that's why in the picks video, I always mention at least one six-man game. Right? Uh, the, the 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 existing audience, as far as the captive audience for a six-man for a six-man game, is inherently very small. Right? If we're talking about Balmer and Jaden this week, which we are, by the way, we're talking about Balmer and Jaden this week. Um, the population of Balmeray is a couple hundred, the ba- population of Jaden's a couple hundred. If you include alumni and you include six-man football fans writ large, you're talking about a couple thousand people, right? But our audience is much bigger than a couple thousand people. And if I can get those people to start thinking about six-man football and start thinking, hey, you know what? Balmeray and Jayton is interesting. In a lot of ways, that helps to grow the sport and that helps to grow interest in 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 teams that are outside of your particular team. So yeah, maybe if you're a North Shore fan, that's one of the largest schools in the state, I'm absolutely interested when North Shore plays an interesting game. But when they're not playing an interesting game or when there are other interesting games that maybe you are unaware of, I think part of my responsibility as the managing editor of the magazine of record for, for high school football in Texas I think part of my responsibility is to expose you to those is to tell you that, yes, you live in Galena park, but there is awesome football happening 600 miles away. And if you care about football and you think that football is good, let me tell you, this is something you should be interested in. So there's my rant. That's um, I I like it. It's, 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 it's it's a give and take, right? It's a give and take. Uh, And, and, and we want to talk about every single team. There's also, twelve hundred and thirty seven UIL member schools. Uh, And that doesn't even include the private schools. So it's like, I don't know, like like we know we can't win. Like we understand that we're always somebody's ox is always going to get gored. But I hope that people realize for now that there is a method to our madness. We're not just ignoring your team on purpose. We are trying our best to spread the love around in an equitable way that is both from a classification perspective, like a size perspective, as well as a geographic perspective. I'll give you another example. I know I'm going on a long time, but it needs to be said. If you look at my picks video, if you get to the lightning round, right, of the picks video, there is a reason that they are from all over the state I try to make sure that I include at least one game. We have the state divided into 17 different regions. I try to make sure we include a game from every single uh, part of the. Th- That's why I always have like Laredo United South versus Eagle Pass, right? Because I want to make sure we give them some love too. So um, there is a method to our madness. I promise we're not just picking names out of a hat and talking about them, and we're, we're, we're intentionally ignoring the number one team in 6A or the number one team in 5A Division 2. Cool? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, do we have the camera on to show Vince Young's trophy? No. I've Dang it, that. Pickle! Going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter oh, at DCTF. Right. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks to Joe Cluley of Lubbock Estacado and to Jeff Reardon of Tyler Chapel Hill for being our guests. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet get your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow. No, we won't. There's no show tomorrow. We'll see you Thursday. On Texas football yeah. today.